Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And as always, if you want to go beyond this podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com, which is where you can attend our online meetups. You can get support with your vegan business. You can study our vegan marketing course. You can get access to both me and Lisa and just be part of a wonderful community of vegan business people just like you. And we are always really grateful to our members because they are the people who mean that we can keep recording this podcast every week and putting out all our content and just generally doing everything we can to support vegan businesses worldwide. I found myself talking a lot about funnels recently, and if you're fairly new to business, then you might think that that's quite an odd statement for me to start out with, because you might not have heard the use of a word funnel in a business context. To you, a funnel might be something that you've only encountered in the kitchen or when filling your car up with oil, and I'm sorry to disappoint you if you're hoping that I'm going to be talking about baking or car maintenance today, because that's a whole other podcast series. Or it might be that you're already familiar with the concept of a marketing funnel. You know your company kind of has one, but you've never actually sat down and mapped it out so that you can improve it. So let me start right at the beginning and explain the concept of funnels in your sales and marketing strategy. So whenever somebody buys from you, that customer, they first have to go through a process that led to that sale. So for someone to buy your product, first... They needed to actually become aware of you and that product. And that's just common sense. You know, somebody can't buy your product if they don't know that you exist. But before somebody becomes a customer, they also go through a period of evaluating what you are selling. They need to decide if a product is for them and if it fulfills their needs before going on to make a purchase. And having a strategy in place to lead someone through this process of becoming aware, evaluating, and then buying, that's what we call your marketing funnel. And we call it a funnel for two reasons. First, because of its shape. Far more people become aware of your product than the number of people who then go on to evaluate your product. And more people evaluate your product than actually go on to buy it. So if you imagine an upside down cone shape, then right at the top, there are the people who are aware of you. And these are the people at the top of your funnel. And they're a long way from the bottom, which is where they become a customer. The next section down in the middle are those who are aware of you, but they're evaluating you or they're thinking about buying from you, but they haven't done so yet. And then right at the bottom, as we've just mentioned, that's the final smallest section. And these are the people who are actually making a purchase and go on to buy your product. 
And it doesn't matter if you sell a physical product or a service, or even if you're a charity looking to raise donations, this idea of a funnel of your potential customers, it works just the same. But the second reason we call this a funnel is because people go in at the top and they have to move down the funnel before they can become a paying customer. They don't skip a step. Somebody can't evaluate your product if they're not made aware of your product in the first place. And somebody won't go on to buy your product until they've gone through a phase of evaluation. And when your funneling strategy works really well, it actively drives people to that final point, just like a funnel would with liquid in real life. It takes people who are aware of you at the top of your funnel, it encourages and prompts them to start evaluating you, and then it leads those making an evaluation into making a purchase. So, I'm sure that all this makes sense to you because I know that you're an intelligent person. But I also know that most small businesses, they completely ignore their funnel. It's like it's a sealed off, closed unit. And this process of awareness, evaluation and purchase that your customers go through, it just goes on without any real input or influence from you. People tumble down your company's marketing funnel almost by accident. And this is what most people would describe as organic growth. And when I ask a vegan business owner, where do you get your customers from? And they answer that sales come organically. I can't help but smile to myself because what that actually means is you have no idea where your customers come from or why they buy from you. And that's a problem. The idea of organic growth is a myth. Customers don't just organically pop up out of the soil like carrots. The process somebody takes of first becoming aware of you, then weighing up your product, and then actually taking that leap to spending money with you, this process goes on whether or not you decide to pay attention to it. But if you don't pay attention to it and you don't try to influence it, then you are just crossing your fingers and hoping and praying that customers will take themselves through this process. And the truth is, the vast majority don't. Most of your potential customers are getting stuck somewhere in your marketing funnel. How many followers do you have on social media compared to how many customers you have? How many people have you got signed up to your email newsletter? Or how many people is Google Analytics telling you are coming to your website every week? All these people are in the top of your funnel. So why aren't they going through to the bottom and becoming a customer? Where are they getting stuck? Once you understand the process that people take in deciding to become your customer, you can use that knowledge to build a better funnel. If you understand the steps that people take to move from one section of your funnel to the next, you can create strategies to prompt them to take those steps. Because this is what successful companies do. And especially if you're a customer of a big company, there is a good chance that that didn't happen by accident. That company has probably spent years making sure that by the time you had a need for their product, you were already familiar with their company and their brand. 
they made sure that when they identified that you were starting to shop around, that their funnel picked you up and you were constantly encouraged to take that next step. An offer that seemed to arrive in your inbox at just the right time. An in-store promotion that got you to try them out. An advert in your feed, encouraging you to find out more about their product. Or maybe an offer for a chat with a representative right at the time you were trying to make your mind up. You were coaxed and slowly led down their marketing funnel, and you probably didn't even know that this was happening. But compare that to your own marketing activity. You're probably focusing mainly on getting people into the top of your funnel, on trying to make more people aware of you and then hoping that they organically then lead themselves through the rest of that process. Or worse, you might be trying to push people straight from just being aware of you to buying from you without having helped them through their evaluation process. And you don't understand why nobody is responding to your offers. Even if somebody just buys a product from a supermarket shelf, they still go through this funnel. They will look to buy a brand that they are aware of and familiar with first. They will still evaluate a product on a shelf, both against other products in store and against the need that they're trying to fulfill. And that evaluation might be just reading the back of the pack. Or how often do you see people on their phones now in shops, googling reviews of products and finding out more information before buying it? And they might pick up a product several times, but not actually put it into their basket until the day that it's on sale, or there's a two-for-one offer, and that's the trigger that gets them to try it. Even if somebody impulse buys a product, they still go through this same process, but it might be in a really short amount of time. The same three-part funnel concept applies, no matter what you are selling. And the more your product costs or the more complex it is, the longer and more complex that funnel is and the more attention you need to pay to it. Because if you're leaving all this to chance, then most people, they won't make their way from the top of your funnel to the bottom. And whether or not you've actually created a funnel your customers are still going through this process, so you may as well claim it and take control of yours. So how can we take this knowledge and use it to do the thing that, if we're being honest, we're all here to do, to get more customers? Well, if you know what has happened to someone to make them into your customer, if you know what process they go through, what decisions they need to make and what steps they need to take, then you can lead or funnel potential customers towards taking these actions. Let me give you a simple example. We discovered with Vegan Business Tribe that if somebody made a personal connection with either myself or Lisa, they were then much more likely to go on and sign up as a paid member. And that might have just been an email exchange or a chat on LinkedIn, or they might have been aware of us, but then met us in a breakout room at a networking event. And once they've had this little bit of personal verification, they are much more likely to then go and sign up. And I get that. 
We're an online membership. It's like online dating. You want to make sure that somebody actually looks like their profile picture before you go on a date with them. But we discovered that this step was fairly crucial. Somebody could have been aware of us for six months, but it wasn't until we had that little personal touch point that they then joined up. And because we know this, a lot of our marketing and our own funneling strategies lead people to have that little bit of personal interaction with us. Try it now. Go find me on LinkedIn. Just search for David Pennell and send me a connection request with a note saying that I've just told you to do it on the podcast. And this is why we have our Vegan Business Tribe marketing funnel mapped out on a flip chart in the office, identifying the different stages people need to go through to become a member. And this is why we have our Vegan Business Tribe marketing funnel mapped out on a flip chart in the office, identifying the different stages people need to go through to become a member. Because... I know that people don't just listen to this podcast and then go rush straight to the website and sign up as a member. Even though I know that becoming a member of Vegan Business Tribe might actually be the turning point for your company, even though I know that your vegan business will be a lot more likely to succeed if you surround yourself with our other VBT members who are on the same mission as you, even though I know all this, I have to hold back on trying to make you jump from just listening to a podcast right to the end of a funnel because I know there's a process that you need to go through first. So our own strategy is to funnel you towards taking those steps instead. And as a quick aside, Lisa and I were in one of our business clinics with a group of members last week when the concept of marketing funnels came up. It's it's why I put this podcast together. And I explained ours at Vegan Business Tribe because, as I said, we've got it there on a flip chart in the office when we're doing our sessions. And I like to be really open about how we do our marketing so that our members can learn from us. And one of the people on the Zoom session, they started laughing because she realised that the exact journey she had taken is what we had mapped out on that flip chart. She had been funnelled, but in the nicest possible way. Okay, so let's take a look at a typical marketing funnel in more detail. As I said, the reason it's a funnel shape is because there are a lot more people in the top than at the bottom. The people at the top are your potential customers right at the start of their relationship with you and your company. These are the people who you've made aware of what you do through advertising, vegan fairs, social media, going to networking meetups, putting leaflets through doors, and all the other great marketing activity that you've been diligently doing. And getting people into the top of your funnel is really crucial activity. And when we do things like trade shows and fairs, we call this top of the funnel activity. But making somebody aware of you, that's not always as easy as you think. How often have you heard an advert on the radio? And you can join in with that advert almost word for word. But if I was to ask you which company the advert was promoting, you'd have no idea. 
Or if you were to look through a list of all the companies that you follow on all your various social media accounts, would you be able to tell me what each of those companies did without going and looking them up? And this is quite a hard truth. Somebody is not aware of you just because they're on your mailing list. Somebody isn't aware of you just because they follow you on social media. All that means is that at some point in the past, they were interested enough in what you do to open up a channel with you for the future. But they will have done the same with hundreds, potentially thousands of other brands and companies. Somebody being properly aware of your company is a really important step for them becoming a customer. But I can look through my LinkedIn feed on a daily basis and I don't remember linking up with half of the people that I see on there. I can meet a vegan business at a local market or fair and go to follow their Instagram only to find that I'm already following them. And you will have heard of this being referred to as touch points. People will need to have had multiple touch points or to have been made aware of your business many, many times over before they actually become consciously aware that you exist. Just because somebody is digitally following you, that doesn't mean that they're aware of you. And if you use a service like MailChimp, you can rank your email subscribers by how often they interact with your emails. And you might see that up to 80% are inactive. They never even open your emails. So if you think you've got a big audience, if you think that lots of people are already aware of your business, take just 15 or 20% of those people as the more likely figure of how many people are actually consciously aware of you. Somebody needs to be on your mailing list. They need to be seeing daily stories from you on Instagram or TikTok. They need to be getting tagged in your posts on LinkedIn. They need to be seeing your stall at the live shows. They need to have heard your interview on a podcast. They need to have read a story about you in their newsfeed. They need to have seen you talk at an event or to meet you at a networking session. And not until somebody's seen you this many times and in this many ways will they actually maybe become aware of you. There is so much noise out there and you need consistency, remarkability and tenacity to break through it into someone's consciousness. And getting people aware of you, and I mean truly aware of you and familiar with your company, that's actually half the battle won. If you can get and stay in your target market's mind, then when the time comes that they're actually in the market for what you sell, you're going to be the first company that they look at. And that's why people go to the same networking events month after month and week after week to have that constant presence. They know that everybody in the room isn't in the position to buy from them right at that moment, but they want to be the familiar face when they are. That's why if you go to vegan events, you will see the same companies over and again. One Planet Pizza, Viva La Vegan Clothing, they know they need to build up that familiarity to get into people's consciousness. And all of this 
is top of a funnel activity. It's making people aware of us. It's somebody starting their journey with you. And I would say that most companies, they don't realize how much effort is required to actually make somebody aware that you exist. They think that once somebody's on their mailing list, that that's it. They can move on to finding the next person. And although, as businesses, we do need people constantly going into the top of our funnel, there is no point in putting all that effort into making new people aware of you if that's as far as they ever go. You get no money for an Instagram follow. And if you keep spending your money and your energy on making people aware of you, but few people become customers, then you will soon run out of both those resources. And that's why you need to have a strategy to move people from just being aware of you into the next step of a funnel, which is evaluation. When somebody moves to the evaluation stage in your funnel, it means that this person is not just aware of you, but they're actually thinking about buying from you. Now, this doesn't mean that they will. I mean, how many things do you consider buying every year, but you simply don't? Probably loads. But knowing the process that somebody goes through when they're considering buying your product, that's crucial. What questions will they be asking and need answers to before they will part with their money? What are they evaluating your product against? What are their unique problems that they need solving? Because if you know all these things, then you can make sure that those questions are addressed in your marketing. And maybe a person needs to go through a certain process before they buy. Some companies know that once they get somebody to try a sample product, that there's an 80% chance that person will go on to become a customer. So all their marketing, their entire marketing funnel points people who are actively evaluating their product to request a free sample. They don't just give out the free samples to everybody in the top of their funnel. They couldn't afford to. They would just go out of business just for people that they've already identified as being in that second evaluation stage of a funnel. What marketing you do to people who are in that evaluation stage can and should be different to what you do for everybody else. People might need to evaluate your product in real detail. They might need to see that it's worked for someone else before they commit. So when you can see that somebody is really interacting with you but hasn't become a customer yet, that might be the time to offer to connect them to a current customer to talk about their experience. And you need to have these kind of different strategies in place to move people along to the next part of your funnel. Not just hope and pray and cross your fingers that they'll do it themselves, because most simply won't. They will get distracted and they'll forget that they were thinking about buying from you. Or they'll not be able to find the answer to that one random question, so they go look at a competitor instead. Or they'll just drift off. You didn't manage to excite them enough whilst they're in that buying zone to get them over the line, or you weren't able to convince them in the time they gave you their attention. So providing people with the answers to the questions that you know they have 
or presenting them with the right offer just at that point when you know that they'll be really responsive to it or just giving them a healthy push to buy at the time that you know that they're making their mind up. That could be the difference between somebody becoming a customer or just going off the boil. And if you have a leaky funnel, i.e. you're not prompting the people who are aware of you into evaluating you and you're not then convincing the people who are evaluating you to buy from you, then there's not much point in spending all that time, money and energy into keeping putting people into the top. Because at some point, we need to move people to the final third section of your funnel, which is to make a purchase or to become a subscriber or to donate if you're a charity. And that's what we're all here for. No matter what your business is, you need those sales and conversions. Remember, you can only keep doing the good that you are doing. You can only move the vegan course forwards if your business is financially sustainable and you can give yourself a standard of life which is sustainable too. Go and ask Dale Vince, Matthew Glover, Claire Smith or any of the other amazing vegan impact investors who are really changing the vegan business scene, go ask them and they will tell you that you can do far more good in the world with a profit than you will ever do with a loss. And so I know that your next question is, well, how do you actually move people into that final third of your marketing funnel? How do you get them to actually go from evaluating you into buying from you? And the simple answer is you ask them. Because too often we try and build a business without the customer. We try and build a business from behind a computer screen and occasionally get drawn into an email with a customer if we really have to. Whereas if you want to build a business that is really successful, you need to know your customer inside out. You need to make those people who are kind enough to spend their money with you, you need to make them your best friends. And it's not surprising that so many of the biggest retail brands started out as a market stalls where you can't hide from your customer and you can work out exactly what questions they ask and what answers they need to hear before they buy. So if you've listened to all this and it's making a lot of sense and you're now thinking that you need to plan out your own marketing funnel, then start with the customers you already have and create what we call a reverse marketing funnel first. So trace the route backwards from them becoming a customer right back to where they first heard about you and work out what that journey looked like. Write down all the steps they went through. How long did it take them to go from first becoming aware of you to then buying from you? And what did they do in that time? What stopped them doing it sooner? What was the trigger point that actually made them into a customer? And could you have made that trigger point happen earlier? And if you don't know the journey they took to becoming a customer, then get them to help you to understand it. In other podcast episodes, we've spoken about spending time interviewing your best customers about how they became customers. So go back and listen to episode three about how to find more customers. And I explain this process in a lot of detail. 
reach out to your best customers, the ones that really love you and want to help you grow your business and map out how they became a customer. And once you've mapped out their journey, test it. Test if the same things work on other potential customers. Because testing is a huge part of developing your funnel and it's both fun and frustrating in equal measures. The reason that Lisa and I have our marketing funnel for Vegan Business Tribe on a flip chart is so that we can keep updating it. It's a work in progress and it always will be. If one of us gets a really good response to something, the other one would try it out too to see if it works on other people. This is how we came to use personalised video messages with new followers on Instagram to take them to interact with us and go take a look at the website. It's why if you connect with me on LinkedIn, you will likely get a very specific two-sentence reply back that we've proven gets a certain kind of response. It's how we know that people in the evaluation stage need some kind of personal interaction before they go on to sign up as a paid member. But it's also why it's no use us trying to force that personal interaction if this is the first time that somebody has heard of us. They need to listen to a podcast or two first or see us speak an event to understand who we are before they then become receptive to having an email exchange. And I would love to give you a pre-made marketing funnel and just say, go do X and your customer will move to the next stage of your funnel. But it just doesn't work like that. What will get someone to move down your marketing funnel is unique to what you sell and your customer's unique journey. So the bad news is you're going to have to map out your own funnel. But the good news is that usually... You actually already know a lot of what makes your customers buy. You've just never sat down and purposely tried to map it out on paper and create a strategy around it. So any gaps you have in that knowledge, talking with your customers will help you fill them. And it's never too early to start mapping out your funnel. Perhaps you've just launched and got your very first customer. We'll map out exactly how that first single person became your customer and start building a funnel strategy around what you know. So maybe you're producing a lot of YouTube content and getting a lot of views and starting to get some traction. What's going to get those viewers to go sign up to your email newsletter so that you can actually start identifying who's showing an interest? Is it going to be a special offer or is it going to be an invite to an exclusive live online event? And all they have to do to take part is register with their name and email address. Then what's going to take them from awareness into evaluation? Is it going to be the offer of a free sample? Is it going to be a case study of somebody who had a problem that you know a lot of your followers have and you were able to solve? And then once you've got them evaluating you, what's going to take them to the last stage of your funnel to make a purchase? Perhaps you will take everyone who clicked on and read that case study and you know who those people are because you're using various clever technology to tell you how people interact with your email. 
Perhaps these people get the offer for a 20-minute Zoom chat to talk about their own specific problem and how your product might help. Perhaps the people right at the end of a funnel are the ones that get the exclusive special free trial offer that you don't give to anyone else. And all that is how a marketing funnel works. So this is all down to you to work out, but it's not as daunting as you think. All this can be logically mapped out on a big sheet of paper. So start by drawing an actual funnel and mark the top third section awareness, the middle section evaluation and the bottom section purchase. Then start dropping in what activity will get people into the top of your funnel, such as Facebook advertising, trade shows, leafleting. And how are you going to make those people aware of your product or brand? Then start adding in what needs to happen to take people from being aware to actually considering you properly. What questions will they need answering? What steps do they need to take? And how can you prompt them to do that? Write all that down. What tools can you use from email marketing to picking up the telephone to get them properly engaged? Then in the bottom section, write down what needs to happen to make that person a customer. What are those actions that your customers go through before they part with their money? Maybe they buy after they've attended a trial session and you've sent them a follow-up email. Maybe they buy after getting a personal recommendation from somebody else. And if you don't know, then ask and find out what you can do to get them to that trigger point quicker instead of just leaving it to chance. Because once you start to understand your marketing funnel, once you work out how people move through it, then this dictates what marketing you should do. If you're planning a new marketing campaign, then decide what stage of a funnel is it aimed at. Is it an awareness campaign to get people into the top of a funnel in the first place? So things like Facebook advertising or doing a trade show. Or is it a campaign that aims to take people who are already aware of you to the next step? Find where people are stuck in your funnel and aim to move them along. If you have got a swelling email list from all those people who have downloaded that PDF lead magnet from your website, but they haven't become customers yet, then you need a campaign just for those people. Do you need to use blunt but sometimes effective tools like money off their first order? Or do you need to engage them with an information-led campaign to help them prove that your product will solve their problem? You can even try reaching out to some of them and finding out why they haven't gone further. The technology is there and it's simple to learn. For you to show Facebook adverts to people who went to your product page but didn't then go on to buy. To either invite them back or to give them a special offer. Online apps like MailChimp, they'll show you who out of your mailing list is the most enthusiastic about the emails that you send them. So that you can engage them to find out what's stopping them from taking the next step. What's the blockage in your funnel? And even without that technology, keep thinking about prompting people to take the next step. What content can you produce to plug the gaps and answer the questions that you know people need answering to move to the next stage of your funnel? And I could just 
keep on going on this topic for another hour. But then this would change from a single podcast episode into a whole series on marketing. And now, fortunately, we've already got that on the Vegan Business Tribe website. So if you have been listening to this and you know that you need to get serious about claiming your own marketing funnel and working out where people are getting stuck in it, then just for you. I've already created templates and examples of how to map out your marketing funnel as part of a vegan marketing course. And that's included in the paid monthly membership on the site. And if you listen really, really carefully, you will now hear me gently steering you from the awareness part of a funnel into evaluation because you can actually access the first chapter of a marketing course for free to try it out before you sign up there and that didn't hurt a bit did it okay so we've covered a lot in this one so let's just have a quick recap bullet point list of what we've just gone over point one whenever somebody buys from you that customer had to go through a process that led to that sale and that process exists whether or not you have it mapped out. So you may as well claim it and be in charge of it. Point two, it's called a funnel because it's got three phases. Awareness at the top, evaluation in the middle, and then purchase at the bottom. And the number of people in the top, it's far more than the number of people who get to the bottom. So it's funnel shaped. Point three, the idea of organic sales, that's just a myth. If you tell me that your sales are organic, that just means that you have no idea where they're coming from. Customers don't just organically pop up out of the soil like carrots. They go through a decision-making process and you need to know what that process is so that you can influence it. Four, just because somebody is on your mailing list or following you on social, don't think that they're actually aware of your business. A single point of contact is not enough to get into someone's consciousness. Five, once somebody is aware of you, you then need a strategy to move them to the evaluation stage of your funnel because you get no money for an Instagram follow. And if you keep spending your money and your energy on making people aware of you, but few become customers, then you will soon run out of both of those resources. Point six, don't think that people will move down your funnel on their own. Some will, but most won't. And being able to answer whatever question they have or presenting them with the right offer at the right time or just by giving them a healthy push will be the difference between somebody becoming a customer or drifting off. Seven, to find out what moves people to the next stage in your funnel, simply ask them. Talk to your customers to learn the process that they went through. Do it as an after-sales care service. Then test to see if what works for one customer then works for another. And point eight, once you understand your marketing funnel, then this dictates what marketing you do. 
So if you're planning a new marketing campaign, decide what stage of a funnel it's aimed at. Is it an awareness campaign to get people into the top of a funnel? Or is it a campaign aimed at the people who are already aware of you to get them to take the next step? And that is it. Now, as I said, if all this really makes a lot of sense to you, but you know you're simply not doing this kind of stuff, then do go take a look at the marketing course on the website. It's written by myself and Lisa, and it's the only full marketing course from a vegan business perspective. And I'd also love to hear back from you if you find that this has helped. Do come and find me on LinkedIn or message me through the website because having these kinds of strategies in place is what makes a difference between your business being a bit of a hobby and you actually building it up to be something that is really successful. You can use the same techniques and the same knowledge that large global companies use on you as their customer. But you can apply those to a business which is making a difference in the world and moving the vegan cause forwards. So thank you for your time listening. But before you go, I've got one favour to ask. Now, we're on a mission to help vegan businesses do better. And I would really love if you can help us get this information into the hands and ears and minds of as many other vegan business owners as possible. So if you have found this episode useful yourself, and I'm hoping you have because you've listened right to the end. And if you know any other vegan business owners who you think it would also help, or if you're in any vegan business, Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups, then if you can share this podcast with them, or even this specific episode, you will be really helping me in achieving that mission. Because the more vegan businesses we can help level up with this kind of knowledge, the bigger the impact we'll have on the business scene and the quicker we can all move towards a vegan world. So thank you so much for listening. I always really appreciate you giving up your time. And I will see you on the next one.